Productions and Entertainment, the number one drug-free athlete sponsorship foundation in the world. Now, I want you to grab a friend, turn the volume up a bit, lean in, and listen to the show where all the athletes want to talk. Fit Talk with Melinda Corsino. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in tonight to Fit Talk with Melinda Corsino. Um, we have an awesome show lined up for you tonight, CrossFit. Uh, that is the topic of the night. So before we start off, uh, this show is brought to you by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship in the world. If you are interested uh, in becoming a drug-free athlete or just looking for the best supplements on the planet that represents a drug-free lifestyle, check out P4P Muscle at p4pmuscle.com, and if you see anything on there that you like, you can always use my code MELINDA, that's M-E-L-I-N-D-A, and that gives you 15% off your order. All right, so again, tonight we're, we're doing a show on CrossFit, to CrossFit or not to CrossFit. That is the question. I have some great guests here, and uh, we're going to go from everything to basic level CrossFit, do some explanations for you, try to bust some myths, and uh, we'll get a little technical in here, too. So tonight, I have John Duncan, who's the owner of CrossFit Tough in Nashua. I have Robbie Blanchard, the owner of CrossFit Reach in Acton, and I have Tiffany Normandin. Uh, she is our, the manager of CrossFit EXP in Lemonster. Uh, Tiffany has also been to the regionals twice, the uh, CrossFit Northeast Regionals in 2012 and 2013. She actually um, qualified to be there three times. So I have a great group of people on here tonight, and we're going to start off with John Duncan and have him go ahead and introduce himself. Uh, hey, guys. My name is John Duncan. Um, I've been a trainer slash strength coach uh, for the majority of my adult life, started when I was in my late teens and just got more and more experience as I went um, from being an athlete to really enjoying the coaching process and seeing other people develop. Um, I've been a strength coach and had several different certifications, um, you know, current and past, not only CrossFit, but uh, WKC, AKC, um, certified kettlebell coach, master coach, I was a certified trainer with ISSA and a specialist in sports conditioning with ISSA, um, sports nutrition, youth fitness uh, specialist. I was also a massage therapist um, specializing in sports massage, and I was a muscular therapist for a chiropractic office and really got to learn a lot through other people. And um, since then, in 2009, I I was a trainer and a head uh, head trainer PT manager at a larger um, corporate type gym and then in 2009 I opened up my own facility uh, Johnny D's Tough and we soon affiliated after that I've been doing CrossFit probably since 2007-2008 before that I was a very competitive amateur strongman um, did powerlifting as well but strongman was really my passion I held several titles uh, including New England, New Hampshire's strongest man um, in 175-pound class uh, for years. Um, in 2007, I did the, uh, the North American Strongman Championship out in Las Vegas and was top 10. I placed ninth that year. Um, had a bunch of different things in fitness. Um, 
and have eventually worked my way into the CrossFit world. Um, I think it's by far the best way to do lifestyle fitness. Um, we'll get into all those specifics later. But i um, been running my affiliate since uh, about 2010, 2011. We've been an affiliate for, you know, about five years now. Um, I love the CrossFit community. I love the the theory and, like, the practical application uh, into not only fitness for lifestyle, but also the new, obviously, the CrossFit Games, the fitness as a sport, and just kind of going from there. So I'll uh, pass it back to Mel and um, wait for everybody else. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, Robbie, why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself to everybody? Man, what what a tough act to follow, huh? Jeez, this guy is everything. (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. Uh, well, my name is Robbie Blanchard. I'm the uh, owner here at CrossFit Reach in Acton, Mass. Um, a little background about me. Uh, I've been a trainer since uh, for eight years now, since I was 21 years old. Um, I started uh, my sports, uh, played sports in high school, uh, basketball, ran cross country, always was involved in sports. And then um, going into, uh, heading into college, um, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Um, and it was there that during the orientation I met um, a professor there who introduced me to exercise and sports science. So um, that's actually where, you know, I kind of met uh, Tiffany. Actually, we went to um, school together as well as her husband, Nick. And, um, you know, from there I got involved with exercise science. And uh, my junior year in college, I became a personal trainer um, where I ended up working at a regular um, global gym. And, uh, you know, from there um, it was okay. It was good. And then I started uh, in-home personal training. So I kind of got away from the global gym and started my own business. Um, and I've been doing it ever since. So, uh, personal training turned into uh boot camps, which turned into CrossFit. Um, so I've been doing CrossFit, uh, since 2010. Um, we've been a gym, you know, across the region has been around since for four years and, uh, it's been growing ever since. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's awesome. Like, you know, you know, John was saying just the, the community, everything about CrossFit, um, there's nothing like it. You know, I've, I've done pretty much everything in terms of uh, workouts, but nothing comes close to that feeling and uh, the experience you get with CrossFit. So um, that's probably the coolest thing for me is is being able to, uh, you know, when new people come into the gym, it's almost like you're experiencing, you know, your first workouts every time you see someone new come in. Um, So that's one of the biggest things for me and being able to help people um, do things they never could do before or or think they could do before um, and become better athletes and better people overall. So that's kind of, you know, what I love about CrossFit. Um, and so that's a little bit about me. And uh, and back to you, Mel. All right. Thank you, Robbie. And end it off with Tiffany. Go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody. Hi, guys. I am Tiffany Normandon. I am the manager of CrossFit EXP in Lemonster, Mass. Um, and kind of my background growing up, I was a gymnast, cheerleader, and a softball player my whole life, kind of focusing more on the gymnastics and cheerleading throughout um, into my adult life. And once I got to college and outgrew that sport, I found uh, triathlons. I uh, did triathlons all through college, had a blast with that, was never an endurance athlete, so really enjoyed learning that new sport and kind of training along the way and learning about the training process. Um, I had a knee injury, which led me to a knee surgery, and then found um, strength training to help recover with that knee surgery which led me to some bodybuilding and eventually kind of evolved to CrossFit. So I've been CrossFitting since about 2007. um, And I remember doing my first air squats in my college apartment, like, what is this movement where I squat below parallel? It was pretty cool. So 
Um, but since then, I have um, been competing within the sport of CrossFit um, since 2009, and I have qualified for the Northeast Regionals three times in 2011, 12, and 13. And uh, basically, for those who don't know, the qualification process um, at the time was ranking the top 48 in our region, which was out of about 6,000 females. So um, something that was very fun for me, I found my calling as an athlete again, um, being an athlete young and kind of finding my sport as an adult. Um, I really enjoy CrossFit for that reason. Um, I have been able to make this my full-time job since 2013. I came on board with my gym at EXP full-time then um, with my husband and our business partner, Patrick, and uh, we just have a great thing there. We have an amazing community of people that are my friends that I get to work out with every day and surround myself with every day um, and kind of be the best part of someone's day, which is what we love about it. We get to increase people's quality of life and um, just teach them how to make themselves better. Um, my husband and I also own a um, private business where we do corporate wellness, so we can actually bring health and wellness into other businesses as well, offer lunchtime um, boot camp style classes, nutrition support, just general health and wellness for the company. So it's something we do on the side, which is awesome. It's a great way to reach a larger audience and try to drip health into their general life. So that's a little bit about myself. Awesome. Well, thank you, Tiffany. And let's uh, start the show here. So I am coming uh, from the bodybuilding arena, as many people listening in know. So I played, you know, softball in college, and I've always been into athletics, and then, you know, Spartan racing, and and I love heavy lifting, and I've been doing that since high school, and then that slowly led me into trying new things, and I have a lot of friends that are in the the CrossFit world, so they kind of talked me into it back in February. Um, so I have been doing CrossFit at John's Gym at CrossFit Tough since February, and I have pretty much fallen in love with it for the most part. And I am getting a lot of questions from the bodybuilding world and into, you know, what is CrossFit? Why do you do this? Can I train, you know, CrossFit-style training and still do bodybuilding competitions? And, you know, and then you have all the myths that are out there on the Internet about, you know, the bad lifting form and, and bad coaching and et cetera, et cetera. So I kind of want to bash all these myths and, and really give people, you know, a good foundation of what CrossFit is about. So that's what we're here to talk about today because people ask me questions and I'm not the right person to go to because I'm not a CrossFit coach. So we have these very knowledgeable people on here that are going to go ahead and, and give you all the information that you're looking for. So let's start. Um Let's start with why CrossFit has been getting a bad rap, and all of you can kind of touch on this, whether it be social media or videos out there on the Internet or, you know, why has it gotten a bad rap and, and how do you guys go about bashing that or, or knocking that down when you have new clients come into your gym that are kind of nervous about joining CrossFit for the first time because of these bad things that they've heard? Um, Anyone well, can start. Go for it. From, from, from one um easy point it's just the sheer volume of people that are on the crossfit bandwagon um you know there is a a distinct difference between true crossfit and you know people who are certified and understand crossfit methodology and you know what is crossfit and proper scaling and proper you know prescription of movements and um there there's a whole lot more than just you know, what people think is CrossFit and what is actual CrossFit. And I think a lot of things that happen at non-affiliates or, you know, um, at different gyms or, you know, CrossFit has started 
from a grassroots standpoint. It's open source. They've had everything available online for people to educate themselves. You know, that doesn't necessarily mean everyone is going to take the time and properly educate themselves um, and go to a proper coach and learn proper form and understand proper progressions. All those things, you know, can add up to a much better experience than, you know, your buddy looking up some, you know, uh, one of the, the benchmark wads online or, you know, the old 300 workout and saying, oh, let's, I saw this bro, let's go bro session, do this until we get rhabdo. You know, I mean, there, there's a big difference on what people are really experiencing in real CrossFits and, you know, CrossFit as a perception of what, you know, generalized fitness looks like to CrossFit or people that don't CrossFit. Yeah, I'd have Anyone to agree with John on that. Absolutely. I think two of the main things that um, kind of stick out to me are having um, uneducated <clears throat> athletes kind of jumping on the bandwagon and trying to do things themselves. Um, and also some unfortunate but uneducated coaches out there. So um, just really making sure that if you are looking to do CrossFit, you're working with a coach that's knowledgeable, that has um, kind of a vast background beyond just CrossFit um, that has, you know, as John does, different strength and conditioning backgrounds, as Robbie does, a bachelor's degree in this, and the coaches at our gym as well. Just working with um, educated coaches is number one. And then I'd say the second thing is that I feel that the media really focuses on the sport of CrossFit rather than the general population lifestyle fitness that the, that it really is. We look at our gym, and I'd say 80% of the members that walk in our door are not doing what's going on on YouTube. They're not, you know, throwing crazy weight over their head and trying to, um, you know, do muscle-ups in every workout. 80% of our members are there to get an hour's workout in, to get a good sweat, increase their quality of life, just get stronger, um, make themselves healthier. So I think a lot of times what we're seeing in the social media is more the sport of CrossFit rather than the fitness of CrossFit. Yeah, absolutely. Robbie, you want to add on to that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think they're both right on with what they just said. Um, you know, I know that, like, you know, one of the big knocks with CrossFit is, of course, people talk about injuries. Um, you know, but one thing I think I know Tiffany and John can definitely um, agree with is, is you know, anytime someone comes in, typically, you know, a new person comes into the gym, you know, injuries are going to occur because of two reasons. Probably uh, a previous injury they've already had um, before they even started CrossFit, um, or, you know, typically a, a lack of range of motion or mobility. So, um, you know, those are two things that, you know, most CrossFit gyms, most experienced coaches can pick up with right away. And, uh, you know, once they, they identify those issues with mobility or previous injuries, they can certainly work around that. So, um, you know, the fact that, you know, saying that CrossFit is, is dangerous or um, there's a, a risk, a higher risk of injury doing it um, is not necessarily true because if you have an experienced coach that, that knows the problems you have, knows the issues that you're dealing with, um, you can certainly work around those. Um, and on top of that as well, you know, you know, what I usually say with people too is, um, you know, being a, a gym owner, um, you know, I don't own a Planet Fitness. So if, if I'm, you know, paying $9 a month, if, if you show up or not, it doesn't matter. But, you know, as a business owner here at CrossFit, you're, you're paying good money to be here. Um, and if you get hurt, it's not good for business as well. So, um, you know, I want to do everything I can to keep you healthy, keep you happy, and, and, and keep you coming back and, and getting stronger and better. And that's something that, uh, you know, I tell all the, all the members that come in here. So, you know, that's definitely something that um, that makes a big difference as well. And yeah. I think one uh, of the – oh, go ahead, John. Yeah, I was just going to say, so 
uh, similar to what both Robbie and Tiff were saying, you know, uh, my biggest thing was, you know, even with my past experience and all the different certifications and strength and conditioning, you know, with powerlifting and, and strongman, and even I was a, a pretty decent wrestler and did a lot of martial arts, um, you know, I didn't know what CrossFit was from CrossFit standpoint. I knew what CrossFit was from a, you know, a lay person, like having no idea what CrossFit really is. For me, when I had first seen um, things, you know, my exposure to it was, uh, you know, an OG Rob Orlando was a, a strongman competitor. He actually um, does the CrossFit strongman um, certifications. But I would see workouts, and to me, at first, when I didn't understand them, um, it just seemed random, and that was a lot of the benchmark workouts and things like that. And I was like, well, what is all this random stuff that they're just throwing together, you know? And I think a big misunderstanding for, from people as, you know, a big thing within CrossFit is our constant use of variance and, you know, always training, you know, every aspect of our fitness. And for somebody that doesn't understand or really um, have taken the time to study and interpret what CrossFit really is, you know, that um, variation can look like random randomness when it's not necessarily randomness that's controlled variance and very specific controlled programming if you're going through, uh, obviously, a, a good source. And like everybody else does, you know, there's – are there bad CrossFits? Yeah, there are, but there's bad everything. You know, there's <laughs> there's bad cooks, there's good cooks. You know, there's bad people, there's good people. Um, and I, I think that blends over to CrossFit and – you know, anybody else that does strength and conditioning, whatever their background is, you know, from a business standpoint, CrossFit is absolutely crushing it right now. So, you know, if, if you own, uh, you know, a Zumba studio or something else, you're probably going to be, you know, defensive and think, oh, CrossFit's dumb, it's not the way to go. But, you know, I think on the opposite side, CrossFit, be as a, you know, as a methodology, really does embrace almost every aspect of all the best parts of all other fitness programs. You know, CrossFit, we don't bash bodybuilding. Like, it's a style. It's hypertrophy-specific training. There's tons of bodybuilders that are strong as S. You know, like, they lift heavy. It's They're just leaving out certain parts of their fitness. And I think that's where, you know, a lot of people hate on CrossFit, but CrossFit really does look outward to find the best parts of all different types of training and go, you know what, the bodybuilders really understand hypertrophy. You know what? The strongman guys really understand strength, you know, and explosiveness, you know, and the gym, the gymnasts really understand body control. So I, I think it's kind of a, you know, I, from myself personally and knowing tons of different people throughout the strength community, the CrossFitters are far less apt to talk smack about any other, you know, avenue of fitness, where it seems like a lot of uh, other areas of fitness talk smack about CrossFit. And I, I just think that's one of the reasons it gets a bad rap and not not really fairly so. I think also when when you have new people that haven't experienced CrossFit yet, and I can say that from my point of view as well, they don't understand that there's the scaling option. So they may, but until you walk into a gym you're you're getting bombarded with all this, you know, media from the CrossFit games that you you're, you know, watching videos of Rich Froning lifting and you're like, There's no way I can do that. Holy crap. You get into a gym and then you get explained that there's different scaling options, you know, and um, and a lot of people see kipping movements 
um, and they're, you know, confused and you're flailing around in the bar and I don't understand the point of that and that's not a real workout, that's not a real pull-up, cross the people have no idea how to do strict movements. So why don't we touch on a little bit of scales versus RX and also strict movements versus tipping movements and what the point of both is within a workout. Someone take it away, whoever wants to start. Sure, anybody want to jump on that? I'll do it. <laughs> um, I mean, I think the, the biggest thing, you know, with scaled and RX, and that's obviously another point when you get into a a good affiliate or a not-so-great affiliate or, you know, if you can tell you're at the a real CrossFit versus somebody that says they do CrossFit, you know, if you come in the first day and somebody throws Murph at you or gives you, you know, King Kong or one of these other benchmark work, workouts or something that's like a hard workout, you know, and, and tries to have you do it RX, even if you're a decent athlete or you look like you can handle it without knowing who you are personally, you should turn around, walk out the door, and run as fast as you can. Um, I mean, I've had, you know, college-level athletes, even even when you came in, Mel, you know, it's obviously that you have a, a fitness background, but, I mean, how how much scaling have we done with you? We've done a ton. You know, because not mm-hmm. it's not necessarily a fact of, you know, general physical preparedness, but it's it's that skill level that we really stress in CrossFit and talk about, you know, the, the progression through scaled movements all the way up into prescribed movements and then prescribed movements with scaled weights versus prescribed movements with prescribed weights. You know, it's there's a huge um there's a huge option for scaling and I think uh, you know, a lot of people when they see, because again, CrossFit was open source and mostly online through its glory days, you know, in the beginning when it was up roots and grassroots, you know, people would see these workouts and they're like, oh, 115 pound thruster, I'm going to do a 115 pound thruster. Even this, if this workout is programmed, you know, for a scaled intensity to take three to five minutes, if I do it in 17 minutes, you know, they don't understand that they're not getting that metabolic pathway. They're not really getting the purpose of the workout but in their mind, they are "quote unquote" doing this workout. Know what I mean? Yes. Anyone want yeah. to add on to what John said? Absolutely. Yeah, I would agree with John in in everything that he said. I think one of the big things that we have as a takeaway at our gym is that we always teach learn the movement and form properly first before mm-hmm. adding any weight or speed to the movements. And I think that um, that comes to looking at things like the elements process or kind of like the starting process of what that person goes through in their training of working with, um, you know, their coaches at their CrossFit gym when they first come in, it really depends on the person. What are their strengths? What are their goals um, for being there? We have anywhere from six-year-old men and women in our class to our competitors all taking the same class together. And our coaches are able to scale those movements to be adaptable to what each person needs to get out of that class. So as we talked about earlier, I'm not sure if it was Robbie or John, but we talked about um, maybe mobility being an issue for some people. So rather than having them put a bar over their head and have really poor form with it, we're going to worry about them just learning that squat before they actually try to um, you know, intensify the movement by adding weight and then putting the weight over their head. So there's so many ways that every single workout can be scaled um, from the very beginner to the advanced within the same class. And I think it's just knowing that what that person's strengths are and what that person's goals are um, for being there. What do they want to get out of CrossFit? What is, you know, 
what is their end goal here? Mm -hmm. And also, as we talked about, just keeping that priority of learning the movement before adding weight and speed to the movements. Yeah, for sure. And I think too, like, you know, with with the weight, um, you know, I know at our gym, we, you know, my thing is, you know, the barbell, it's, it's a privilege. It's not a right. So, um, you know, that's one of the biggest things is when you come in here, it's all about getting your form first. And then once you get your form, then we can add that external load, the barbell or whatever it may be, a kettlebell. Um, that's the main thing um, because, you know, if you start out with just going for weight, which which happens a lot of times, you know, and if, you know, we tell people don't be a hero when you come in, you know, whatever you think you can do, let's work on the form first and then go from there. Um because really, you know, a lot of these movements, especially in CrossFit, if you haven't done them before, um, you're going to be kind of like a deer in headlights and because and they're movements you've never done before. And your arm's going to be like, you know, what the heck am I doing? Your body's not, not sure what's going on. You're almost going to be like a deer on ice. So um, it's important that you get the form down first because, you know, of course, the better your form is, the less chance of getting hurt is um, and the better you can pr- progress as you go along in your workouts. So uh, it's definitely important to start with your form first and then slowly build up that weight because the, the truth is once you get your form down, that weight actually comes pretty quick. You know, you do the opposite, you end up getting hurt. And I'd say another thing onto that is for those that are just coming into CrossFit to really be an advocate for yourself and to have a good relationship and communication with your coach. So if you're somebody who's coming in, you need to let your coach know how a movement feels for you. If you feel like you're tight in a certain position, let them know. They can then assist you to be able to give you more guidance on how to mobilize or stretch things better or how to modify something for you so that it's appropriate for what you're feeling. So give your coach the opportunity to get to know you by giving them feedback of how you're feeling and how you're responding to the movements. And ask questions like, if you don't understand Absolutely. something or you're coming in saying, I don't understand the point of the kip, I don't understand the point of the snatch, I don't get it, <clears throat> ask. You know, ask, we love ask questions. Questions yeah. are great. Yeah. And to, to jump <laughs> on the whole um, the strict movements versus kipping movements, um, I, I know that's, a, you know, a, a very hilarious debate on some people. But, again, that comes down to, um, you know, education and understanding the the purpose of a kipping pull up or you know if, if we're standing and we're moving a barbell same same theory you know if I want to move a barbell quickly and I want to get a specific or the max amount of volume on um, you know a heavier weight I'm going to be far more efficient push jerking you know driving through the legs and re dipping under the bar to move that weight quickly with less expenditure of energy to get a specific amount of load done in a specific amount of time. Now, you take that same principle and you, you add it to the, the higher gymnastic movements, you know, a kipping handstand push-up or a kipping pull-up or a butterfly pull-up. Um, you know, somebody would say that and they're like, oh, well, they can't do, they're just flailing all over the place. You know, I think Miranda Olaroy, she posted a video a couple of weeks ago and it was, you know, hey, haters, you know, and she did about like 30 strict pull-ups and then, continued on the next set to do about 60 kipping or butterfly pull-ups. You know, the the whole point of a kipping or uh, a butterfly pull-up is to be able to get a higher amount of volume done within a specific amount of time. So if we're going for a workout um, like Fran, uh, we're actually doing that tomorrow, by the way, Mel and any of our other listeners. Yeah, yeah, Fran Um, Yes. So to those... For those listeners who might be endurance athletes or bodybuilders or whatever, Fran is one of our benchmark girls, and it's 
one of the most hated. Uh, I hate it more than anything. Um, I love it. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Tiff, you probably have a smoking Fran time, but um, <laughs> the uh, the the two movements are a thruster, which is a, essentially a front squat into an overhead press all in one motion, and then pull-ups. It goes on a rep scheme of 21 repetitions each, 15 repetitions each, and then nine repetitions each. Your goal is to complete those repetitions as quickly as possible. Now, if if you do that by slowly moving, standing from a squat, uh, front squat, and then strict pressing overhead, you're you're not only going to not move that um, load quickly, but it's going to tire you out, and you're going to reach your anaerobic threshold and not be able to continue on because you only have a specific amount of time. Again, going into metabolic pathway, um, you know, but a lot of people who haven't even researched or tried to research CrossFit don't even know the metabolic pathways. Um, so if I if I finish those thrusters and I jump on to do pull-ups, you know, even if you have the best strict pull-ups around, full range of motion all the way down, all the way up, if you're doing those, they take longer and you have less efficiency moving through space than if you're proficient with gymnastic movement doing a butterfly pull-up. They're just literally a faster movement. It's not... Um, a less difficult movement, especially when we usually do those experiencing them only in higher volume. Um, you know, when we do strength training, we do strict movements. When we're doing something for intensity or volume training or, you know, what we call metabolic conditioning, then we go to a tip or a butterfly or something that's a more efficient um, movement for our time threshold. Well, you just made my <laughs> I, I have a tendency to, you know, Mel knows me. I love talking science stuff, so. I love it. Yes, my husband's the, the science guy as well. He's my coach, so he, he would appreciate he that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would. I agree 100% with John. Um, we at our gym, we use basically strict for strength, and we do that at least twice a week as our strength workout in our class is a strict gymnastics movement and it's very very effective at getting people stronger at pulling and pressing um we do anywhere from our strict pull-ups to a strict dip or push-up progression um handstand push-ups or a strict press but then we also do all of those movements in a kipping form within our workouts to help keep our work capacity high so um just like you use the example of fran um in both manners. So we do see strict movements a lot of times in our gym. Like I said, two to three times a week, that is incorporated into our strength training um, session at our gym. Let's um, let's go off strength training because another um, misconception out there, at least in part of the bodybuilding world, is that you lose your muscle. Um, now, I definitely don't see this from the women's standpoint. I, I've never seen a woman lose her muscle going into CrossFit. I think it's more of a male misconception, uh, especially coming from bodybuilding, that if they start doing CrossFit because of the increased cardiovascular activity, that they're going to lose their gains. Um, so what do you guys have to say about that one? Gains aren't gains. It's gains. Bloated, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, muscle is dense. You're not going to, you're not going to shrink. Um, you're going to build more muscle. You know, a lot of the, the, the swolled up bros, you know, I, I'm, I joke around because if somebody met me in person, they know I come from a, a strength background and I was a big, you know, huffing, puffing strongman competitor, you know, and I didn't want to run across the room when I was at my biggest, you know, it was like, you tell me to run a 5k and I'd be like, nope, not going to happen, you know? Um, 
So you're, you're certainly not going to lose your gains. Um, you're basically the only way you would lose your gains is if you stop doing strength training. And the huge, absolute huge component of CrossFit is strength training. You know, it's something that we do on an almost daily basis, whether it's in, you know, focused strength training, um, you know, harder, more complex gymnastic movement, or if it's in a metabolic conditioning workout, you know, I, I haven't met any any single person that's come to our facility or any other, you know, reno, uh, not uh, well-known CrossFit that has great trainers and good programming. You know, nobody comes in there and goes, oh, I lost muscle, so I left. You know, the only reason you would lose muscle is if you're not showing up and you're not listening to your coaches. Yeah, absolutely. I come from a bodybuilding background as well, so I can kind of speak firsthand in how my body has adapted between the styles of training. Um, when I was doing my bodybuilding, I, you know, definitely worked on more specific, like, oh, today's buy and try day and back day and whatnot, and going to CrossFit and just working on general fitness and strength in all areas, I have gotten leaner and stronger. Um, and I think that that's the biggest thing when people look at losing their gains, I don't think that they're necessarily losing their gains. I think what's happening is they're, they're getting leaner. So they have a smaller frame to them, but at the same time, they're also increasing their strength. So even though they might have a different physique to them, um, I think if you look at their overall strength to body weight ratio, that's only going to improve. So if you are getting um, leaner, but also getting stronger at the or back squat or bench press the exact same weight that you could typically lifting um, that style. I think we lost Tess a little bit. Yep. Still there, Tess, I'm losing uh, you. Can you hear me? You're going sorry, in and guys. out. I don't know if you have bad re- reception. Oh. I'll let you guys take it over. Oh, great. Awesome. That's all right. I'd say, yeah, well, do you have anything to add to that while she... Going in and yeah, out definitely. I mean, I, as far as, you know, strength gains or, or worrying about, you know, from the bodybuilding world to the CrossFit world, um, you know, with, with CrossFit, you're, you're not only getting that, that physical strength, but you're also getting that functional strength as well. So um, I think, you know, overall, you're, you're as a, you know, by doing CrossFit workouts, you become overall um, a more complete, you know, strength-wise. You know, you get, you get stronger, not just with, you know, the regular um, strength movements of the presses and the squats and the deadlifts, but of all the other functional movements, pull-ups, um, swings, all these things, like jumping, running, rowing, all these things are all important. Um, so as far as losing gains or strength gains, um, you, you know, you get you have you get the show muscles and you get the go muscles. So um, you know, I think that's that's something that is a misconception. And if you look at like a guy like Rich Froning or, or Jason Kalipa, someone like that, um, I don't think they're lacking any any muscles. They could probably you know stand up on a bodybuilding stage and do and do really well. Um, so I don't think there's a, a big, uh, uh, there is a misconception, but I don't think that's something that is necessarily true when it comes to CrossFit workouts compared to, you know, regular bodybuilding, um, isolated movements. I agree. I agree, but I'm coming from a female standpoint. So I, I definitely haven't noticed any type of losing muscle since I started CrossFit. If anything, I've gained a crap ton of muscle. Uh, yeah. since I started CrossFit, <laughs> as much as you can in a short amount of time, but I've noticed a big difference in my body. Um, so I I can say from the female side and from the figure and bikini side of things that I have that has not had any sort of an effect on me. The only thing that I have trouble with when doing CrossFit and preparing for a show is the bodybuilding diet in prep mm-hmm. to support 
a CrossFit workout, uh, which was a huge struggle and has been a huge struggle all year. So I'm not fully recommending it while going into a show, but I'll say it was a personal choice while, of mine. While your coach, while your coach yells at you the entire time. Yeah, everyone yelled at me. And my diet, you know, my diet coach Michael Wilson, who was on here, you know, a few weeks ago doing my show, he he wanted to kill me too sometimes because he's trying to work with me and I'm stubborn and crazy and you know. I want to do CrossFit and I want to do bodybuilding and I want to do it all. And it's tough to be good at everything and you, you just can't. I was burning the candle at two ends. So taking a little bit of break from bodybuilding for a while, let my metabolism fix itself and uh, going to work on CrossFit for a while, which will be fun. But for those listening in that are, you know, have been asking me that maybe a bikini competitor or going into figure, a new figure competitor, uh, how it's been for me, I wouldn't highly recommend it, but I would say you could definitely do it, especially in your off-season training when you can boost up your um, your macros, you know, eating more protein, carbs, and fat to support your workouts. I definitely think it's a good addition into bodybuilding training, but you still do need to do bodybuilding-specific training on the side, and then you do need to kick back on your CrossFit-style training while in prep because you just do not have enough food to support some of the workouts. So that's my personal advice. It's not for everyone, yeah. but uh, that's where I'm coming from at least. So kind of let's go off that. Let's talk about diet. Um, you know, a lot of CrossFitters are into the paleo diet. I call it a paleo lifestyle because I don't believe it's diet because if you eat paleo, that does not mean that you're going to drop weight or lean down. Um, you still have to work on portion sizes. But what uh, are you guys, your take on, you know, paleo or certain uh, diets to support CrossFit training? I think as you just said um, perfectly, it's a lifestyle choice versus a diet. At the end of the day, it really comes down to um, just avoiding processed foods, eating foods in their natural state, and if weight loss is the end goal, that it's calories in versus calories out, whichever way you want to skin the cat. If you want to go paleo, if you want to go zone, it really just comes down to that, and it comes down to finding the macros that work best to get you um, at a, in a weight loss zone. So um, I say that, you know, my husband and I are maybe like 80% paleo. We do, you know, have things like oatmeal or rice in our diet, but at the most majority of our foods, we're avoiding processed foods. We're eating foods in their natural state and just keeping it as clean and simple as we can. Yeah, totally, Anyone else want to? totally yeah. agree. Yeah, I'd like so, I mean, Mel and uh, some of the listeners might know one of my my background traits. I've, I've grown up with Crohn's disease, um, very serious when I was younger, um, you know, in and out of hospitals, all kind of meds, all that kind of stuff. Um, I learned about nutrition and, you know, proper uh, intake of nutrients from different sources and stuff, uh, a lot from the chiropractors and the naturopaths I used to work with. Um, and it really kind of set me um, more specifically away from massage and therapy and muscular work into, you know, the training field because it made me feel so much better. Um, and, and now that's something that I used to have to be incredibly strict with my diet and um, had to really focus on, you know, no outside sources of, you know, junk, basically, like Tiff was saying. Um, if it didn't come from the ground, if it wasn't, you know, clean, then it didn't go in my system because my body would reject it, essentially. Um, that, you know, moving over the years, it's basically corrected my system where my, my body's been able to handle junk, you know, which is not exactly a great thing because I'm now not in my 20s and I have two kids and I don't really 
Uh, I'm not as focused on my nutrition overall, but I still have a good sense of, you know, like like we said, the main thing is calories in, calories out to, to support a specific metabolic rate. But um, I think one of the things is it's not only, uh, you know, paleo, but it's also specific to what your um, your goals, your fitness goals, your lifestyle goals are because we know a lot of our, our athletes, you know, you can get away with junk because of the volume of training. Whereas somebody that's been, you know, rather sedentary their entire life is going to have to really buckle down and focus on what they intake on a daily basis. And that doesn't, you know, uh, that doesn't really have an off day. It has to be 24-7, seven days a week. You know, it, you can't do it Monday through Friday and then, um, you know, absolutely just go like, well, I, I did really good Monday through Friday, so I'm going to take Saturday and Sunday off. It doesn't work like that, you know. Um, and I think the the paleo lifestyle, you know, the zone, um, which are very recommended through CrossFit, not only is it going to control those um, those caloric deficits or, you know, or even if you have to gain weight, um, you know, taking in more calories, but doing it through those um, nutrient-dense foods that are going to be uh, less less vicious to your body, essentially, you know, eliminating uh, inflammatory foods. So it, it absorbs better in your body and you, you just better all lifestyle. Um, do I think it's necessary that people are paleo all the time? Like a hundred percent, like, no, you know, the whole 30 is a great program. There's a lot of good paleo programs out there. Um, but I don't think that's something that is absolutely essential to everyone's success. I think some people definitely need a little bit more focus and those like we do a lot of 30-day challenges, a lot of affiliates do that. Um, and I think it's a great opportunity to get people all on the same page and build a support system with each other to really start understanding nutrition a bit better of, you know, the the myths and, you know, um, just kind of garbage nutritional advice that we get from magazines and things like that. Um, but yeah, overall, I think it's it depends on your specific goals. Like your shows, a uh, very controlled, you know, calorie reduction diet on top of macro training. You know, does the normal person have to do that? Absolutely not. They just need no. to understand. I need a specific amount of, you know, healthy food to sustain my lifestyle. So. Yeah, Robbie, do you want to add anything on? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, uh, you know, going along with what John said, you know, it, it really has to reflect what your goals are. So, um, you know, the paleo diet is a good starting point. Um, you know, as far as, you know, it works really well for some people and for some people it doesn't. And, and some people, they need to get a little bit more carbs. They feel a little bit better when they, in their workouts. Um, so it's really, you know, for, for nutrition, it should be about sustainability, you know, something you can do long term. Um, you know, we do a lot of 30-day challenges, as I'm sure, you know, John and Tiffany gyms do. Um, but one of the main things that, that we, you know, the main goal is should be awareness of, of, wow, I didn't know this this fruit had this much sugar in it, or, wow, I didn't know this had this many calories in it. Um, you know, having that knowledge and, and just not just, you know, unconscious eating where it's you're being conscious of what you're putting in your body. That's the main thing. Um, of course, you're going to have to splurge every once in a while. You know, we're all human, but um, it's really having that, you know, sustainability long-term. So um, because, you know, with the workouts and along with nutrition, it, it's the marathon. It's not a sprint. Um, if, if you're eating healthy for 30 days or 40 days and you go back back to where you were, um, you know, that, that yo-yo dieting is, is, is not necessarily the best way to go. So it's, it's better to have a nice, sustainable um, kind of plan and path with your nutrition um, because you want to be doing, you want to be healthy for the long-term, you know, and the same with your workouts. You want to be doing CrossFit for a long time. So, um 
it's important to have that balance and, and not, uh, you know, freak out too much, you know, <laughs> and, and making sure that you have a, a good, a good balance throughout the, uh, throughout your journey with fitness. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have asked me, so what, what do you eat? You know, <laughs> and I eat the same when I'm prepping for a show than when I'm in the off season. The only difference is I eat more food. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I will occasionally throw in a cheat day. I don't have a lot of them, and the reason is that I don't really crave the food anymore, and if I do, I can only have a small amount, like let's say one piece of pizza, two pieces of pizza versus a ton because I feel sick after because I haven't eaten it in so long. Um, I do not do paleo. I did try paleo a few years ago before I started in the bodybuilding industry, and again, I say it's a lifestyle, not a diet, because if you're not watching your portion control, it is high and definitely not a bad thing depending on how you're training, but you can gain weight. I mean, it's not the it's not the answer to losing weight, but it is it is very good for supporting CrossFit type style training. I wasn't doing that at the time, um, but you know, lots of protein in my diet: brown rice. I even eat white rice, um, mm-hmm. eggs, protein powder, chicken, fish. Uh, I love dried fruit, which I can't have a lot of in prep at all. So that's been a nice add-in back into my diet: yogurt, cottage cheese, um, peanut butter, nuts. So it's just very basic stuff, definitely not paleo for me, but I I don't think it's a bad thing at all if someone needs some direction like these guys were saying. It's not a bad starting point, and there are some great books out there um, with uh, recipes and shopping lists as well, so you can certainly search some of those. I'll put some up on my fitness page after some of the paleo books that I bought when I first started doing it years ago um, if people are interested in that. But uh, I just—I actually touched on protein powder right there. Are there any supplements that you guys take? Now, I can't take anything coming from the natural bodybuilding world. I take P4P supplements, um, which is just pre-workout and some protein powder and some BCAAs. But are there any supplements that you guys recommend um, to enhance or help with CrossFit training? That's about um, the thing that I do, Mel, is just pre-workout once in a while, um, protein powders to have a quick source of protein and BCAAs, and that's what I've done through my competitive CrossFit uh, experience as well. So I'm pretty simple in that sense, and I typically go through foods for most of my nutrition and supplementation. Yeah, I, I mean, I would agree with both both of you. I mean, there's it comes down to, again, like your specific goals and your you know your specific level of training um you know if you're somebody that's just getting off the couch and trying to get healthy that you know we're just more or less focusing on food and proper nutrition you know maybe getting some whey protein or casein or you know other other things to supplement the actual macronutrients but then um you know there's a lot of stuff once you become uh, more towards the athletic side and, you know, the sport of fitness or into harder strength and conditioning. There's certainly good um, supplements out there. You know, creatine has gone back and forth for years and years. But, you know, overall, creatine is super safe, you know, for men, women, everybody. And it's a great um, delivery system and can super help in um, healing, you know, as well as Tiff said, BCAAs are um super important especially you know post-workout um as far as stimulants and stuff you know i everybody knows i drink a massive amount of coffee it's probably giving me adrenal fatigue but it's <laughs> it, it keeps me moving with my two little kids and uh affiliate to run um but you know some people are super sensitive to different pre-workouts um the, the biggest thing even if you're going to do any kind of supplementation i mean 
the the definition of supplement is literally in in addition to. So if you're if you're taking supplements but you're not doing anything else, it's not gonna it's not gonna matter. You know, you could be taking all the best supplements in the world and not have uh, you know proper gains or proper um, you know progress because you're not eating properly or you're not training properly. Um, so I think again that comes into you know specific to what you're trying to do. Um, you know, if obviously if you're doing all natural bodybuilding, you got to be super specific on what you're bringing into your body. You know, some of the other stuff, it's like, is it approved by the FDA? Like practically nothing is you know, nowadays because the government wants all the money for it. Um, but at, at the same time, it's like, you just have to be well educated. I wouldn't just, you know, go to a magazine and buy something that's in a magazine because most of the magazines are paid for by the supplements in the magazine. You know, do do some due diligence and research your products. Um, you know, ask other people that have taken the product and don't be uh don't be a guinea pig, essentially. Yeah, yeah for sure. I think, you know, even was it just yesterday the uh FDA just what was it, hundred and seventeen companies, they had uh, yeah. civil and criminal um you know, you know, things going against them. So, uh, you know, like Jack 3D, stuff like that that's popular. Uh, people. I think so, I took every, every single one of those. <laughs> everything on there. <laughs> <laughs> so you can make some money. That's good. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, I mean, you got to be careful because, you know, if you see a label and, and, and it, it's, it's really comes down to branding. So a lot of these, these big companies, they just, they just they pump it with branding and, and big name athletes that they're paying and stuff. But at the end of the day, you don't know what's in there. So um, it's best to, to be smart. Um you know what's in the label. Make sure it's you know it, it's compliant to FDA rules, things like that. Um, and just keep it simple: protein, BCAAs, uh, fish oil is always good. Just be careful which which one you're taking, and and just be smart about it. Don't don't rely based on you know advertising. You know, do some research, take some time because this is stuff you're putting into your body, which um, you may it may not cause any da- damage right now, but down the line um, it could. So it's it's important that. Uh, you know, you take your health and seriously and you do some research before you, you do anything um, in terms of supplementation. Yeah, I mean, and to, to piggyback off what Bobby was saying, um, you know, the, the labels and stuff, if if it doesn't have everything listed out and, you know, the serving size is 1,000 milligrams and it says, you know, 1,000 milligrams total and then 900 of those milligrams are a proprietary blend, like you probably don't want to take that because if they're not listening yep. what you know nine tenths of the product is it's either filler or it's junk or you know there's some athletes like uh, I can't remember the specific athlete but he was um taking a supplement uh from a supplement company who you know said it was all natural but they were sponsoring him to go to regionals and the games and stuff and he popped hot on his test you know and it and they yeah. tested the product and it was the product you know and he was like the dude couldn't go to the games because he he got popped and that's not you know <laughs> you have to think of again what the uh, the regulations and where the source of you know your your stuff is coming from you know if it's from you know Johnny Johnny's basement you know meth lab or whatever you know like if, if it's Walter Walter White you know pre workout like <laughs> if, it's, if it's not coming from a, a real source you got to watch what you're taking. Yeah, absolutely, John. Once I qualified for regionals and got to that point, I became very aware of everything that I was putting in my body because they do test at that level, and it just became not worth it to me. I didn't want to risk all of the training that I had done to be able to take a certain pre-workout or whatever it might be. It just became down, you know, it's not worth it. I did all this work. I can 
get here with just supplementing myself with food. I don't need anything else additional to, you know, add to the mix. So I agree for sure. Yeah, and and again, that's also going to depend on somebody's background and what sport they're doing. You know, coming from a strongman and powerlifting background, like, (laughs) there was never, you know, the the test was multiple choice. Do you take this? And people (laughs) can just say no. You know, it's not, it's it's definitely a bit more specific and uh, serious in a lot of uh, areas of fitness. Oh, so we are slowly starting to wind down. We have about seven minutes left in the show. I kind of wanted to touch on what you guys have going on in your gyms in the upcoming months because I know everyone, I'm not sure about Tiffany, but I'm sure you do. I know John and Robbie have some CrossFit comps and strong uh, man comps coming up. So I just wanted to take some time before we're on our way to close out the show for everyone to just kind of put out there what you guys have going on at the beginning of 2016 at your gym. And then uh, when we're done here, I will go ahead and post links to to everyone's uh competitions and such at their gyms if people are interested in the area. So, um, John, why don't you go ahead and start, because I kind of already know what you've got going on, but I want sure. to let yeah, everyone um, else know. Yeah, so this weekend we're actually hosting uh, Revolution Power Lifting Syndicate. We have a huge um, all-day show. Uh, we have over 100 athletes. we got people going for world records and stuff, and that's at our affiliate this weekend, CrossFit Tough. You can find us on uh, Facebook and uh, online. Um, so that's this weekend. I know Bobby has something on Sunday because some of my athletes are going there. And then um, January, we have a strongman competition, the Abominable Strongman Show. Um, that's January 16th. Um, that's a North American Strongman uh, Level 2 show, so people qualifying to go to nationals. We're going to have a bunch of awesome uh, events there, and it's already um, signing up like crazy. So if you're interested, go and check it out. And then we have our um, partner CrossFit competition, Heart and Swole, in uh, February 13th, and that's a mixed partner, so male-female um, RX and scale division. Um, I believe Mel and her swole mates are participating, as well as a lot of other people, and that's going to be a pretty awesome CrossFit show. And then we got you know stuff going into uh, later 2016, but I'll end on those three things. All right. Robbie, how about how about your gym? I know I'll be there Sunday, but why don't you let everyone yes, else you know will. what's going on? <laughs> yeah, so uh this Sunday is we have our uh team competition, which is called Fall Fest. It's our, our second annual one. Um we have about sixty teams registered for it. It's gonna be it's always a great time. It's um it's always it's always fun. <laughs> uh so I know Mel's gonna have a good time with the workouts. Um, I always we got do. that going on. Yeah, you always do, yeah. <laughs> it's your second one, right? Second one there, yes. Yep, second one. Yeah, I'll so be it's going to be, it's gonna I'll be, be awesome. more in 2016. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, as far as, you know, you know, outside of the gym, I also, I didn't talk much about it today, but um, I do a lot of, I have an online business where I have a lot of training programs for CrossFit. Um, but I also, um, I don't know if it's okay to mention Mel, but uh, me and Mel actually worked on a, a project called Six Week Shred, which is a, a six-week bodyweight training program that we just released. So um, that is now available, which is pretty cool. So, um, that's kind of what I've been going on, just just competition and then and then working on some online stuff and uh, just growing every day. All right, Tiffany, how about at CrossFit XP? We don't – EXP, you got it, yes. Nothing um, coming up in our area locally, um, but I can say that um, out of personal experience, I've competed at Robbie's gym. He has an absolutely beautiful gym. They do a great job there. So we have some athletes competing there this weekend as well. So 
looking forward to going and supporting them. And John, I will be competing at your competition with one of my uh, fellow coaches and teammates, Ryan Cormier. So we will oh, wow. are looking forward to doing that as well. Yeah. So I will be at both of your gyms in the upcoming months. So I'm looking forward to that. Very cool. That's very cool. So I will actually see, I've never met Tiffany in person, so I'm going to meet her twice yeah. in the next great. few months. So that'll be great. And as Robbie mentioned, um, which I should have mentioned at the beginning of the show, um, so we do have that six-week shred video out. I have been posting the link to order. I will post that again. It's a bodyweight workout that we worked on together um, back in the, the early summer. So I will go ahead and post the link to that. I'm going to post the link um, to all the other competitions that are going on in the area. Obviously not Robbie's because that one is filled up and on Sunday, but everything else. And I will um, go ahead and post some paleo book links as well if people are interested in that. Um, so any last closing words before we end the show? Anyone want to say anything to maybe people out there that are thinking about joining CrossFit, not sure, some newcomers? Um, CrossFit is awesome. And if you find, um, you know, go go to CrossFit.com, read, go back to journal number one, um, look up Coach Glassman's lectures on YouTube. I mean, there is an absolutely overwhelming amount of good information out there where you can uh, really educate yourself on what CrossFit really is. Absolutely. And I'd say the last thing is that the power of community is extremely amazing. And that's what I love about CrossFit is that everybody in our gym is supports each other. They're a positive influence on each other, both inside and outside the gym. And it becomes a family. And that power of community is unlike anything you can find in any type of global gym where you're standing alone in the corner. So I think that that's what is truly special about the sport. Totally yeah, absolutely. Agree. And just, Yep, and just and just try it before you knock it. I think that's the biggest thing, you know. As my grandmother said when I was younger with my vegetables, you know, try it, you'll like it. Um, so that's the same thing with CrossFit. Just give it a try, um, and you'll be surprised how much you end up uh, end up loving it. All right. Well, thank you guys for being on the show tonight. I really appreciate it. I'm glad that I was finally able to do a CrossFit show and get all this information out there because I am not the right person to give this specific information when people are asking me. So I'm glad that uh, you guys uh, were on here with all your knowledge and expertise to be able to explain everything in full detail to everyone. You're getting there. Um, (laughs) I'm getting, I'm getting there slowly. I still have a ton to work on, but I've come very far since I started and uh, to touch on the community. It's awesome. I've made a ton of new friends that I never had before. And, we even work out sometimes outside of CrossFit. Uh, you know, we'll go running together or just do different things. So it's a it's a great atmosphere, and you're able to meet a lot of like-minded people that you probably wouldn't have met if you're just going to your local gym down the street. Um, so it's been a, a great experience all around. So I urge people to give it a try. It's not for everyone. You may not like it, but there's no harm in giving it a shot. Uh, so if you have any more questions, feel free to message me, and I'll make sure that everyone else's information is up there if you want any info from the people that were on the show tonight. So thank you, John, Robbie, and Tiffany, and thank you guys for listening in. I'll uh, see you guys in a couple of weeks for another show. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us, Mel. You're welcome. <laughs>